Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Once again, I'm a man on a mission. I believe the Lord has sent me to deal with, with something. And, um, and that's why it's important. I think some of us who've been on the road for a while can think that sometimes this always applies to other people. It applies to the new Christians. It applies to people who've uh, maybe recently come to faith. But I know that the Lord has sent me today to those who, who it may be the first time through the door right through to those who've been coming for decades. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And, um, and, and, and last week I spoke about Daniel and the lion's den. And, and I actually used the phrase that um, while I was preaching, the Spirit of God got hold of me. And I talked about I talked about being in the shadow of a lion and we addressed some things in the Spirit. Those of you who are here, do you remember? We addressed some things in the Spirit. So encouraging to hear how people have shared that, that God touched them and, and they believe that they've uh, received breakthrough in those areas. And, and the phrase that, that um, God caught my attention with was, was this. And, and this is what I've come for today. Sent by God. The phrase was this, I, talk, I talked about being in the shadow of a lion. And as I said that, I felt the Spirit of God say to me, there are people, too many people who live in the shadow of doubt. Who live in a shadow of doubt. And I felt the Spirit of God say to me that there is, there is a cloud of doubt that is blocking the sun. Not S-U-N, S-O-N. There is a cloud of doubt that is blocking the sun. Today's message is called Living Beyond a Shadow of Doubt. Living Beyond a Shadow of Doubt. The, the dictionary defines doubt as a feeling of uncertainty, a lack of conviction. And we're going to take a little bit of a look at some biblical examples to help us understand and maybe locate ourselves. This is not a message to make us feel bad about ourselves or to make us judge ourselves. This is a message of liberation. It's a message of freedom. It's a message of hope because God, I believe, has got something better for us. And, uh, and I want to pray and uh, just ask the Spirit of God to help in the name of Jesus. Father, I have come here today prayed up and ready to go, believing, oh God, for an anointing that will break the yoke because the anointing will break the yoke. But I also believe for an anointing to be on those who listen, that, our, that the, there will be no distractions in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every natural and spiritual distraction in Jesus' name. And we pray, oh God, that you by the power of your Spirit 
Well, have your way amongst us. Do that which only you can do in this place today in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, everyone, everyone that you sent me to speak to today will leave this place knowing that they've had an encounter in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. So I began to talk to the Lord about this, this area of doubt. And he began to speak to me that, that, that some people doubt. And understand me, I, I believe that I, I'm talking to people who love Jesus. It's, it's, not, it's not that you don't love Jesus. It's not that you don't love, love church. It's not that you don't love the things of God. But he, he led me to this scripture in, in, in the Gospel of John because he was saying to me that some doubt because of the lack of physical evidence. John 20 uh, says, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house, and Thomas was with them. Through the door, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. You see, we have a faith because we walk by faith, not by sight. And some people have a, I'll believe it when I see it mentality. But we're not called to walk with a I'll believe it when I see it mentality. They think that, well, you know what? If I see it with my own eyes, I hear it. Yeah, I get it. It all sounds great. But, you know, unless I see it with my own eyes. I mean, <laughs> Thomas made a decision. He said, I will not believe unless I see it. But then there's, there's this is scripture in Matthew and, and, and this is a scripture where uh, Jesus is just about to ascend. Matthew 28, he says, Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And what I find fascinating about that is that the physical presence of Jesus is actually not enough to dispel doubt. For those who say, well, if I see it, I'll believe it. If Jesus turned up in this room right now, I'll believe it. Then I'll believe. But there were those actually stood in the presence, the physical presence of the resurrected Jesus and their doubt was more powerful than what they were seeing 
with their eyes. You see, given the opportunity, doubt will rob you of a powerful moment. There's another verse in Matthew 12 where a man brought a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. And all the people were astonished and said, could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. There they were in the presence of the miraculous and still they refused to believe. And they attributed what Jesus did to the devil. What am I saying? The physical presence of Jesus is not enough. The presence, we sing about miracles. Miracles are not enough. They, they, it is not Physical evidence in itself is not enough. I would also want to point out that these people who refused to believe the miracles were people who believed in God. They were the religious people. They were the, the religious people refused to believe that this was a work of God. But Jesus said to Thomas, you have seen me and believe, but blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believe. There is a greater blessing. There is a greater blessing for those who choose to believe though they have not seen the physical presence of Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. See, doubt will rob us of the assurance the blessed assurance that we have in Jesus. To, to, know the, to, 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 to know that I am saved. To know that, that no matter what I've done, and I wanna say that, I wanna say that again. I, you know what, this, this morning, this morning, I woke up, the devil knew what I was going to preach. This morning, the devil reminded me of something that I had done that I was ashamed of. I haven't thought about that in years. But the devil reminded me of something. And, and it, threatened, it threatened to take me down. It threatened to take me into myself, but I said, devil, you, you are a liar. You are a liar. I do not accept the shame you're trying to put on me. That the grace of God is sufficient. And I, and I prayed and I called on the name of the Lord and that stuff went away. But I want us to know there are people in the room who the enemy consistently reminds you of stuff you did, stuff you regret, stuff you would never do now, but it happened. It was, it was what you did then. And, and, and the, he will try and fill you with doubt. Really? Really? Can, Lord, can you forgive that can you forgive that? Can you, do you really forgive me for that? And I've come to tell you, yes, 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 
Yes, you are forgiven. You are set free. You are, you, you are not that person anymore. For those who've said yes to Jesus, the Bible says you are a new creation. You're not that old creation. You're not that old man. You're not that old woman who did those things. You are a new person. The old is gone and the new has come. And the devil may come and try and remind you of where you've been, but you need to remind him where he's going. It's by grace that I've been saved. Oh, that, that's my story. That's my song. That's my blessed assurance. Jesus has set me free. And it's by faith. It's by faith. I, 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 I haven't seen, some people have. Great. I have not seen a physical representation of Jesus, but I've seen the evidence of where he has been and where he's going all over, all over my life. I, I know that Jesus is alive. I know that Jesus is real. And do you know how one of the reasons I know? It's because I'm stood here talking to you. Because I just ain't built that way. If this wasn't it, I'd be out there looking for it. I, 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 my, I, I cannot live my life living a charade, living, living some illusion, living some mirage of, of truth. I, 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 I am so hungry for what is real. And I want to say to you today, this is real. We have not gathered to religion. We've not gathered to some pointless activity. We, we have gathered to the cross we have gathered to us the Son of the Most High God. We have gathered to a Savior who has forgiven me of all my sin, but then empowers me to live with hope and freedom. So some doubt because they have not seen a physical representation of Jesus. Some doubt because of a crisis in their life. Some of us have had a crisis of faith because we believed and things did not work out how we thought they were going to work out. In Luke 7, John the Baptist talks about he says this, he says, John's disciples told him about all the things, all the miraculous things that Jesus was doing and calling two of them. He sent them to the Lord to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? See, John was in prison when he said that. John had once worked, walked in a greater level of certainty. He once was sensitive to the presence of God so that he was able to say with certainty, behold, the Lamb of God. He knew, he, he, he didn't have to be introduced, he, he knew, but in the course of time, and through crisis and, and pain and, and imprisonment, he lost his certainty. I, I get that. 
I get that. You know, we're real people. Going through real stuff. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. His certainty had just been eroded by life, by prison, by persecution. I want to I want to ask somebody today, oh, you love him. You love him and, and you love the idea of miracles, but somewhere along the way, your certainty has been eroded. You say the right things and you go through the motions, but somehow, somehow that kind of stuff might happen to somebody else, but I can't really see it happening for me. In Matthew, we have this account of how Peter, uh, you know, great, great, larger than life character. And there he is in the boat in the midst of a storm. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. That was my Jesus voice. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? You see, that is... That is the power of doubt. In the presence of Jesus, doubt will take you down. The weight of doubt will cause you to sink even in the midst of a miracle. He was walking on water. He was being supernaturally sustained. But in that moment, his doubt was more powerful than his faith. And he began to sink. Because doubt will take you down even in the midst of a miracle. A wonderful thing to know though that Jesus does not abandon you even in the midst of your doubts. Jesus didn't say, oh, forget you, Peter. You know, never mind. I mean, if that's the way you're gonna be. He caught him by the hand and he said, why? Why? Why, in, why are you doubting in this moment? It's like there are loads of moments you could doubt. Why are you doubting me now? I'm doing something great. Peter, you've just walked on water in the midst of the storm. Hello, Peter. Look, it's me. I'm here. And yet still, you doubt. And he reached out and he caught his hand. You see, the truth is that we are called to walk a walk where we don't doubt in the dark what God told us in the light. We're called to walk a walk that we don't doubt in the dark what God told me in the light. Doubt may, no, no. Doubt will. Doubt will knock at the door but you do not have to answer. 
seven years ago, through a series of stuff, I was going through so much stress that my physical body began to, to break down. I had irritable bowel syndrome. And uh, I'm going to pray for that in a moment. If you, if you, um, anyone with IBS, you know, you know, that's, that's not great, not easy to live with. I had um, patches of eczema on my skin. I had this strange thing. Stress is a powerful thing, hey. Stress, stress will find its way out. Some of you, you get so many chest infections because of stress. Some of you get so many colds. You, it will find its way out of you. I had this strange thing where this thumb, spontaneously, for no reason, the skin would harden and then just strip away. And it was just so sore. And then it would harden again. And then it would strip away again. It was absolutely horrendous. And there was no reason for it, no explanation for it, but that was what was, was going on. I want to, I just want to pray. If you, I'm not going to, you respond in any way you want, but anyone who knows what it is to live with irritable bowel, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every stress-related condition in the room. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every stress-related condition. I pray for irritable bowel. I pray for eczema, any skin condition. I pray for migraines and headaches. Lord, I pray for asthma and chest infections in the name of Jesus. Father God, by the power of your spirit right now. Father, I take authority over that stress. I take authority over that fear. I take authority right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every stress-related condition, in the name of Jesus, I bind the power behind it. I bind the lie behind it. In the name of Jesus. And I speak healing, 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 healing in the name of Jesus. He who the Son sets free, is free indeed, is free indeed, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I believe, I believe that some of you, some of you are going to see instant improvement, but some of you in the course of time, in the course of time, you're going to see things gradually improve, gradually get better in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just because some things take a little longer, it doesn't make it any less a miracle. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, releasing healing into your body now in Jesus' name. Not only, not only was I battling some of these physical conditions, God just felt so far away. I couldn't see him in my circumstances. I couldn't feel him couldn't feel his presence. I, I prayed. Might as well have been talking to that table for what I felt I was getting back. And 
I, I, I wouldn't so much say that doubt was knocking at my door. I'd say it was more screaming through the letterbox. I mean, it was, it was so, you, you know, that I, I was in the midst of circumstances, not only where I was struggling physically, but where God felt a million miles away. And that's when I had a choice. I had to, to trust him in the dark over the things that he'd said to me in the light. And because the power of life and death is in the, is in the power of the tongue, I had to make sure that my confession fueled where God wanted me to be. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is my shepherd and I will fear no evil. It, though it's dark, and God, I can't feel you. I don't know where you are. I don't know. And don't get me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know there were some not very nice prayers that got thrown in there during that time because I couldn't understand it. I, re I remember one day in the shower, I said to God, I wouldn't treat my son like this. You think God can cope with this being real? I think God can cope with this being real. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew, but <laughs> it's all right saying I'm gonna trust God. But every, every one of us can trust him when the sun's shining and the bills are paid and I'm strong and I'm healthy and everything's together in my life. What am I gonna do when, when, when <laughs> the bills aren't paid, when I'm sick, when I can't see a way out of this situation? That, that, that's when I need to trust. That's when I need to speak. I need to speak out the answer and not the problem. I need to stop repeating everything that's wrong and start confessing everything that is right. And I understand and I learned through those processes that, that the faith is not dependent upon what I feel. I, I might pray my prayers and he might not feel like God has hurt me, but God hears every word. It, I might not be able to feel his presence, but his promise is that he will never leave me, nor will he forsake me. That is the truth. The fact is I can't feel you, Lord, but the truth is, the truth is, I speak the truth. The lie is I can't feel you. I don't feel like you're close. I don't feel the devil shouting through the letterbox saying he's not there for you. He's left you. He's gone too far. You've messed up this time. It's not gonna happen. That's what he's screaming at me, trying to bring me down. But I've got to hold on to the truth. Hold on to the things he said in the light. Oh, someone, I'm preaching to you. Hold on to the things that he said in the light. It might be dark right now. He might feel a million miles away right now, but hold on to what he said to you in the light. Today, I stand before you. I don't battle with those things that I've just shared with you. God brought me through. God brought me out the other side. I've got other stuff. <laughs> I've got other stuff that still needs working on, but that stuff, 
thanks be to God, has been dealt with. But it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen in a moment, but it happened. It happened because God was teaching me to trust Him and believe Him even when He felt a long way away. We've got to understand that, that God, is, God is sometimes going to, He's going to treat us like adults. Sometimes when you fall over, you've got to pick yourself up. When you're a baby, when you're a, a child, someone might come running to you hopefully and say, oh, come on, get up. It's your, are you all right? Let me, let me kiss it better. Let me, let me rub it better. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But you know what? If we're 35 and we're still needing someone to kiss it better and rub it better, there's something wrong. You've got to learn how to pick yourself up. You've got to learn to tell, you, tell yourself it's going to be all right. You're going to make it. And some, some doubt because you've believed and waited for a long time. And I felt the Lord remind me about how he gave Abraham a promise that there would be a child that came from his own body. He was already old. He was about 75 years of age when that word came to him. Fifteen years later, when Abraham was 90, God renewed the promise. That's a word for somebody. God's renewing the promise. Today, God is renewing the promise. You've got tired and you've waited a long time and many years have passed. But today, God is renewing the promise. I haven't got time, but I can tell you times in my life when God has renewed the promise. It, it, it believed for a long time, but God renewed the promise. And it got to the point, actually, where they had waited for so long. We often talk, and I've heard preachers preach about the fact that Sarah laughed. Sarah was Abraham's wife. And, and, and when, they, when the word of the Lord came that she was going to bear a child in her old age, she laughed. Abraham also laughed, but he never gets the mention in the same way as Sarah, the women get all the blame. But, but both of them laughed. Both of them laughed. But you see, Sarah could not conceive because she would not believe. I'm going to say that again. She could not conceive because she would not believe. Her body was way past naturally what it, what, what, uh, what it would take to conceive naturally. They, they needed, she needed, and Abraham needed a miracle. They needed a miracle. But, but we, what we need to understand is that, that though we wait, though some, to use an old Pentecostal word, tarry, though some things tarry, some things take time. They, they take a while. I can tell you now there are some things that God spoke to me about when I was 19 years of age. I had a full head of hair. That's a long time ago. Some of those things he said to me, I'm still waiting for. I haven't yet seen them, but I'm going to. I'm going to see them. Some of those things that, that you, there are some things that God has told you about that you've forgotten about, but He's going to remind you. He's going to renew the promise because His Word is still yes and amen in Christ 
Jesus. The promises of God are not diminished by the passing of time. And because I wait, I wait. While I wait, my hair's gone, my beard's gone gray. My body's not what it used to be. I'm not as, I'm not as strong as I used to be. But the Lord wants to remind us that though I wait and though I see some things weaken around me, the word of the Lord stands true. The promise remains in place. Just because you've been believing for a long time, you need to understand that this is not the time. This is, that some of us have let, have let doubt in the door and we need we need to get it out again. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God is showing us that some of us, we've waited a long time, but we're not getting weakened by the weight. We're getting strengthened by the weight. When I wait in God, when I wait in God, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting, I'm getting stronger. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why? You've waited all this time. Why? Why would you get stronger? Because those who wait upon the Lord shall renew, renew their strength. My strength is being renewed. And, and, though, and though it gets worn down by the passing of time, it gets renewed. It gets renewed. We shall mount up on wings like eagles. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not be faint. This waiting, this waiting on the Lord, this waiting on the Lord isn't this kind of wait. That word there is not that kind of wait. That, that word represents... It's an expectant wait. It's, it's, it's living on the edge of expectation that God is going to do what, a promi what He promised He would do. We've got to stop dancing with doubt because without faith, it is impossible to please God. I, uh, I was out for a run in the week and I was meditating upon what I was going to share with you. And, and as I ran in a couple of spots, uh, I noticed that when I was running away from the sun, my shadow was ahead of me. I could see it. But when I turned a corner or turned another street, I ran towards the sun. My shadow was behind me. And I felt the Spirit of God say that we need to run to the sun, S-O-N. And then we put the shadow of doubt behind us. We need to come to Him. We need to run to Him and put the shadow of doubt behind us. You see, the thing is this. Jesus said to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. 
Jesus said to Peter, stop doubting. I want to say that Jesus said that because we have the power to stop doubting. See, I'm saved by grace and through faith. The grace bit is God's bit, but the faith bit is my bit. I, I need to rise up. I need to make a decision. I need to make a decision. I have decided. Lawrence talked about, Lawrence talked about that in his offering message. I have decided that though doubt will come knocking at the door, I choose to believe. I prayed for the sick and they didn't get well. But I still believe in a God who heals the sick. I prayed for somebody to be raised from the dead and they, and they didn't rise up, but I still believe that God is able to raise people from the dead. There comes a point where I have got to stop doubting and believe. I've got to come out from under the shadow of doubt. I've got to live beyond the shadow of doubt. Otherwise, we're just talking a good game. We're just saying things, saying things because it's the right thing to say. But in the back of our mind, doubts eat away at our confidence, eat away at our faith. And church, I want to say that God has sent me to us today to say it's time to stop doubting and believe. It's time because some of us are being robbed of our worship because of our doubt. We are being robbed of a blessing in our giving because of our doubt. We are being robbed of our ministry because of our doubt. We are being robbed of what God wants to do because of doubt. I make a decision. Tando, I need you up here. I make a decision. I make a decision that I'm going to walk by faith. That's not just a nice line in a preach. That means when you go out of here and you go back into that situation or you go into that office tomorrow and that woman is still there and she's still got attitude. Oh, you know her. You know her. That's and when he's still there and he is just really working on your last nerve, that's when you have got to, you've got to say, God, you've got me. You've got me in this. I felt this, I felt this. Uh, you know, some of us, this is Tando, but to, for the sake, for the sake, no, 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 you, we, had, we talked about this. <laughs> See, Tando is doubt today. I, I wanna say that some of us, I've just been being pushed around by doubt. Jesus, I love you. I love you, Lord. Lord, I, I believe in you, Lord. And I want to say to some of us, there comes a point where you've got to say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I refuse to be pushed around. He may hang around. He may hang around. But I ain't going to be pushed around. Because greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. I ain't gonna be pushed around. I wanna say some of us believe this. 
Some of us believe this. We believe that doubt has got us. Oh, we love Jesus and we say we believe, but, but we believe that doubt has got us. But according to what Jesus said, according to what Jesus said, it's not that doubt has got me. It's that I've got doubt. And Jesus said, stop doubting. Let go of doubt. Let go. Let go of doubt. Push it away from you. And say, I know you're there. But I am a child of the living God. And I, in the name of Jesus, will overcome. And doubt may come and whisper in my ear and say it can't be done. But in Jesus' name, I rise up and I say, through Him, I will stand. Through Him, I will come through. Through Him, I will overcome. I am strong because of Jesus. I am strong because of what He has done in me. In the name of Jesus, all of you believe it, give the Lord. Give the Lord a clap offering. going to live in the shadow of doubt. I'm going to live in the shadow of His wings. I'm done with walking in the shadow of doubt. I'm going to live in the shadow of His wings. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.